You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Lions. On this, a Monday, September 27th, and a Tuesday, September the 28th. What's going on, everybody? Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening, and thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Lions as we discuss the 0-3 football team, but so much to talk, talk about, so much going on. The Lions will be right back at it on the road to face the Bears coming up on Monday, or Sunday, at 1 o'clock. Uh, Coming up on the show tonight, a lot to discuss. Jamie Collins, trade, is this happening or not? We'll give you the very latest. PFF, pro football focus, top five offensive and defensive players and bottom five offensive uh, offensive and defensive players from yesterday's loss, the gut punch, as Jared Goff called it, to the Ravens uh, yesterday. We will go over that as well. Uh, a word on Dan Campbell, and I want to clarify something from yesterday that I said on the postgame pod, because I think I need to do that, too. Uh, we'll get into that as well, and, and the Panay Sewell decision. Will he go back to left tackle, right tackle? Pro Football Focus, for some odd reason, doesn't think Panay Sewell has played all that well yet. We'll discuss that as well on the program. You can follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. At Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also catch us if you're on Facebook on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. All right, first things first. We know what happened yesterday. I was at Pistons Media Day today, and the general manager, Troy Weaver, says to me, Matt, I was at the game yesterday, the Lions game yesterday. That was unbelievable. I said, Troy, welcome to Detroit, man. Because what you saw only happens here. It only happens that one of the greatest kickers in NFL history kicks a 66-yard field goal that hits the upright and bounces back in. It only happens here. So even Troy Weaver, the the fantastic Pistons general manager, was like, dude, I was at the game yesterday. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's what we get all the time. But let me clear something up about Dan Campbell. The Lions are off to an 0-3 start. I don't think anybody is that surprised. They're going to win, by the way, on Sunday. Let me be the first to tell you, the Chicago Bears are a complete dumpster fire. Matt Nagy's a joke. Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. Ed Obradovich from WGN in Chicago. Dave Kaplan from ESPN 1000 in Chicago. They're all calling for Matt Nagy to be fired today. For the malpractice, malfeasance, to use a Valeni term, For his usage of Justin Fields to the tune of eight sacks and the way that Justin Fields was unprotected as a rookie quarterback in his first game yesterday for the Bears against the Browns, the Lions are going to go into Chicago. Mark it down. I'll be the first to say it. I'm not guaranteeing victory, but I think the Lions are going to win Sunday in Chicago. The Bears are a mess. They're a mess. And Matt Nagy came out today and said, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Might be Dalton, might be Fields, might be Nick Foles. Could you imagine if Sunday at Soldier Field, Nick Foles trots out as the starter? And you're going to have three different starting quarterbacks in four weeks? 
The Bears are a mess. Veteran players there, from what I'm being told, despise Nagy. He's a joke. So I think the Lions can go in with a good culture, good mindset. If they continue to harass the quarterback like they harassed Lamar Jackson yesterday, they're going to beat the Bears. They're going to beat the Bears if they do that. Anyway, rewind for a second to yesterday. My tweet yesterday at Derry Speak saying it was awful coaching on 4th and 19, I'm not taking that back. But I'm not calling Dan Campbell an awful coach. I'm going to give Dan Campbell this year and next year before I label him at all. Dan Campbell's doing the best he can with a crappy roster. I get it. Is he a little goofy at times? Sure. But the players are playing hard for this guy. They've covered two of the first three weeks. They're in every game. And they're trying. But fourth and 19 at the Ravens' 18-yard line, and you only rush three, sorry, bad coaching on Aaron Glenn and on Dan Campbell. Lamar Lamar Jackson, after the game yesterday, saying, oh, man, that timeout that the Lions called – on fourth down to give us a chance to regroup. We needed that. Thank you, Lions. That's poor coaching. Dan Campbell should not have called timeout to set his defense. He should have rushed four or five and continued to do what they were doing on the first three plays of that series because they had Lamar Jackson and the Ravens dead. Dead. And didn't take advantage of it. Gave up the fourth and nineteen. Will Harris out of position, stunner. I've told you guys for two years, Will Harris stinks. Or is it three years? Don't even know. The Lions need to get rid of guys like Will Harris, who were Bob Quinn draft picks. Bob Quinn, yeah, Bob Quinn drafted uh, DeAndre Swift, sure. Bob Quinn drafted TJ Hawkinson, give him credit. Bob Quinn drafted Frank Ragno, okay. But if you really take a deep dive into this thing, Bob Quinn is the equivalent to Matt Millen. He is. He's the, if you really look at the roster and look at all the misses in the draft and in free agency, the contracts that are saddling Brad Holmes right now, Trey Flowers' contract, Jamie Collins' contract, it's horrible. And Dan Campbell said today, trading Jamie Collins is still in the works. No one's taking him or that contract. you got to be kidding me. They're going to end up releasing this guy. All right? Campbell's doing the right thing publicly by saying, oh, yeah, we got a trade in the works. Still in the works. No. No one's taking him. Maybe the Patriots, after the Lions cut him and eat the money. But Dan Campbell failed yesterday. That doesn't mean I hate him. That doesn't mean I don't think he'll do a good job. That doesn't mean I think he sucks. Not at all. i got to call it the way I see it. I promised you this on this podcast. We're going to have guests. We're going to have opinions. Getting on here and reading you the stats is a waste of time. You can get the stats on your phone. Campbell screwed up. But that doesn't mean you fire him. Why can't you just say somebody made a mistake? And move along. Oh, Derry's Derry's hating. I heard that. Derry's hate a hater on Campbell. No, I'm not. Said he did a lousy job yesterday at the end of the game. 
You also empowered Anthony Lynn to call a pretty good game yesterday. You see the effort these players are putting in for him. That says something to me. But this roster is shit. It's a bad roster. But let me clear this up. I don't think he's a bad coach yet. He's coached three games. (sighs) Lions fans. Matt Derry here with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. That's right. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download. All right. Do this for me. Download. The free up free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get, ca- get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. So you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card from Amazon or other places. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. BetOnline.ag, we got Monday Night Football tonight. Um, I don't even know who's playing. This is a bad move by me. And I deserve a lot of heat because I suck. But I don't know who's playing on Monday Night. Oh, Philly and Dallas. There you go. The Philadelphia Eagles, 1-1. One and one. The Dallas Cowboys, America's team. You know people will be watching it. LeBron James is going to be on and Nick Saban on the Eli and Peyton Manning cast. Want to bet on the game? Dallas at home, just a three-and-a-half-point underdog, or three-and-a-half-point favorite, against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Darius Slay, big play Slay. Want to bet on the game? Go to betonline.ag, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. From football, basketball, boxing, MMA, all of it's there for you at BetOnline. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet. On all of your favorite sports, BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, so the Lions are 0-3. I think they're going to beat the Bears this week. I do. I think they're going to knock off Chicago. If the Bears somehow bench Justin Fields for Nick Foles, that city is going to burn Soldier Field to the ground. They are. But what about yesterday? What about the game against the Ravens? Um, I don't blame fans for being disappointed, the ones that were there. Uh, It was... Unbelievable the way that game ended. I know the referees did a lousy job by not calling the delay of game penalty that should have been called. Um, you look back at the first half, the Lions were so sloppy. I was rewatching some of the game last night. The penalties, you know, Sewell penalty, uh, uh, false starts on fourth and one. Like the Lions, they made so many mistakes, but yet they were right there at the end and took the lead. 
How'd they get there? DeAndre Swift had a tremendous game. And he was the number one offensively graded player on pro football focus for the Lions on offense, 82.1. Frank Ragnow was second, 75.5. Kaderil Hodge, 73.5. Matt Nelson, fourth. How about that? The right tackle for the Lions played every snap, 72.9. And Darren Fells, 72.7. Bottom five Lions. Halapulavati Vaitai, 35.3. Trinity Benson, 43.5. Panay Sewell, hmm, really? 45.5. A pass blocking grade of 37. See, Panay Sewell to me is like doing well, isn't he? Pro Football Focus, that's two weeks in a row, have graded him very low. T.J. Hawkinson, a disappointing 51.0. And Jonah Jackson, who was penalized twice yesterday, uh, a 51.3. That is your Lions offensive grades from yesterday's two-point loss to the Baltimore Ravens, top five and bottom five. On the defensive side, the number one graded defensive player was Julian Okwara, 10 snaps, but a 91.7. Look. I've been saying this for weeks. Julian O'Quara needs to play more. The Lions need pressure. Sunday, if Justin Fields plays, let's get after this kid. Let's do it. 91.7 for O'Quara. Tracy Walker, 82.5, finished second. Amadio Ruwarie, 79.5. Romeo O'Quara, who had a tremendous game, 77.3. And Charles Harris had a sack yesterday. Uh, 71.9. Five of the top seven, four of the top seven Lions graded out were outside linebackers, pass rushers. Julian, Romeo, Charles Harris, Austin Bryant. Bottom five Lions defenders. Are you ready for this? Number one worst graded player on the entire team was Derek Barnes. 24.9. Ouch. 24.9. I don't think he played that bad. I just, I like seeing him on the field. A.J. Parker, 28.2, another head scratcher because I like A.J. Parker. Will Harris, 28.8. Aleem McNeil, whose snaps were down yesterday, just 13 snaps, 40.2. John Penasini, 42.8. So, There you go. If you really look at the rookies, they've not graded out well yet, but it's three weeks into the season. I think we can I think we can pump the brakes a little bit. Now, back to this Panay Sewell thing. Dan Campbell said today, and I like this about Campbell. He said that Panay Sewell, first of all, Taylor Decker is gonna still not likely gonna play against the Bears. But Dan Campbell said he's hard on Panay Sewell and wants to see more and wants to see him get better. He said, I'm seeing some good things, but he needs to get better. It's not like they're babying this rookie. But a decision on where Sewell is going to play when Decker comes back is still up in the air. You know, you draft him number seven. He's probably a left tackle. Will Decker move over to the right side? I don't know. My guess is the Lions are going to move Sewell back and see what he can do. 
this is a year to take a look. All right, they're already 0-3. They're already one of the worst teams in football. I get that the division is not that good and that the Packers squeaked by the Niners last night. The Bears are a dumpster fire. Cousins has played well for Minnesota, but they're 1-2. and two. So the season from a Lions front office perspective is not like sitting here saying it's over. But it's interesting to hear about, see what they're thinking when it comes to, excuse me, the future of Panay Sewell. We know this. They drafted him number seven. He's going to be good. PFF, for some odd reason, doesn't like him. I'm not sure why, but that's where this is. So take it for what it's worth. Um, Panay Sewell did not grade out well at all yesterday, or really the last couple of weeks. But this is a kid that I think has tremendous upside, and he's a rookie. He's 20 years old. He's the youngest player in the NFL. But so far, after a great week one against the Niners, when he graded out at a 75.6, the last two weeks, 58.5 and 45.5. So he's regressed. But he's, he's a rookie left tackle playing a very difficult position and had to get moved after one week because Taylor Decker got hurt after three week, uh, before week one. So there's that as well. All right, a lot of people are talking a lot about what happened at halftime yesterday. Let me reiterate something I said yesterday. We'll do that coming up next. Um, Thanks for making us your first listen here on Locked On Lions. We appreciate that each and every day. Does this sound familiar? Familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. What a mess, right? I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to do it to finally get your TV all together, and that's Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And hey, folks, limited time flavor cookie dough chunk is back at builtbar.com. I am so excited. I had one today on my ride downtown on my way to Pistons Media Day. Cookie dough chunk built bars are unbelievably tasty. They're the best protein bar ever. Plus, you get go on the website. You'll see the cookies and cream bar. Buy it. It's so good. It's my favorite. There's something for everyone. Cherry Barcia, raspberry, strawberry, peanut butter brownie. These built Bars are great tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have only 130 calories. It's amazing. I'm not a protein bar fan, but built Bars, I love them. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so let's wrap this show up, and we'll do it this way. Um, 
a lot of revisionist history out there. Uh, I saw some tweets. Uh, Scott Warheight, some others were like, "You, the fans are out of line for booing Sheila Ford Hamp. She had nothing to do with the Calvin thing." Wrong. That's wrong. Sheila Ford Hamp has been in the mix for a lot longer than she's been the principal owner. She's been the right-hand woman of Martha Ford for a long time. The Lions screwed up the Calvin Johnson situation. All right? And now that Calvin is in the Hall of Fame, we're still playing catch-up here. So yesterday, the fans and you guys, you guys know what's up. Lions fans... You you can't you can't get anything past them. Lions fans knew what was going on, and they booed the living daylights out of Mar- uh, Sheila Ford yesterday. And sorry, but anybody that says they're out of line or Sheila had nothing to do with it, it's wrong. Wrong. There's no other way of saying it. None. Fans had every right to boo. I said that yesterday. This revisionist history about Sheila, not Sheila's new. and No. The Ford family has failed as an ownership group. They're trying hard. They've made some nice moves. They put a lot of money into Ford Field. I'm going to give Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell time. And I'm going to give Sheila time. But they decided to give her the microphone yesterday in front of the fan base. When the team's losing and about to be 0-3, big mistake. That's PR 101. You don't do that. You say Sheila's there. She can stand there next to her mom. The booze rain down for a second. Then that's it. But putting her on the microphone, big mistake. These fans are going to take the side of Calvin Johnson. They listen to the podcasts. They listen to the radio. They read the papers. The Lions fans know. They know that the Lions' ownership took $1.6 million from Calvin Johnson, whether you think it's right or wrong. So a lot goes into this. Calvin's not 100% squeaky clean in this. But fans booing, I had no issue with it. No issue with it. Sheila's been waiting a long time to take this thing over. I told you years ago on this show, from the sources that I had, the girls were waiting a long time. Martha and Sheila were ready when W.C. Ford passed away. They had the plan in place. They shoved Bill Jr. to the side. They were ready. Let's just see the results. Let's just see with this new regime if they can start winning soon. This year, not realistic. The roster's not good enough. But can they improve next year? Can they be in contention for a wild card in 2023? That's on Sheila and the and the group to put this together. So, but yesterday, smartest move they ever made, keeping Rod Wood away from Calvin Johnson and away from the field yesterday. That was smart. All right, I'm going to hopefully connect with Jim Nagy tomorrow from the Senior Bowl and ESPN. I'm working on Jim for tomorrow. Locked on Lions. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network.